Elon Musk releases more information about the previous Twitter administration. A major terrorist is in the United States and ready to face justice, finally. And a personal trainer rips fat culture and Nike. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. All right, so let's get to it. Um, part four of the Twitter files was released on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. This was this one was about what led up to the banning of Donald Trump. Now it was really long. They did one on Friday and they did one on Saturday. This was really long. There was a lot to it. A lot of screen grabs, a lot of uh, uh, chats and emails and data dumps. Uh, this one was, was pushed out by Michael Schellenberger, who is the climate activist and uh, former govern- uh, California governor, uh, can- uh, governor candidate. So um, I've read a couple of his books, um, San Francisco and uh, Climate Crisis or Climate Crisis None. I can't remember what what the book was called, but they were both excellent books. Uh, so I was kind of excited to see him. So Michael Schellenberger showed examples of pressure from major outside figures calling on the company to ban the former president, and this came up before. He, January 6th. So a lot of people were talking about uh, Twitter banning President Trump because of January 26th. Twitter, it turned out, was trying to figure out how to ban Trump well before January 6th. They just used January 6th as an excuse. Twitter CEO uh, Jack Dorsey was in Indonesia when Trump was banned. Uh, He did approve a new policy that basically says if you're suspended five times, you're banned permanently. And that was done, again, before January 6th. And this was a policy, and this was what was amazing. This was a policy that was done to get Trump banned. It was specifically for Trump. There were discussions about it, again, before January 6th. Uh, Several tweets show internal discussions between Roth and Twitter employees who Schellenberger shielded uh, not disclosing their names, that showed that Roth and his team were excited about the progress, about how they can get Trump banned. And uh, some of the employees in Twitter, not thrilled about this. They actually said, it's, this sounds kind of dictatorial. Maybe we can't do this. But they did anyway. We learned that they were shadow banning Trump a week before the election, the 2020 election. That's interesting news. Now, don't tell me, because that's what Trump used as his primary way to communicate with people was Twitter. All right? Remember all the bad tweets and stuff they kept saying, talking about? Well, they were shadow banning him. And what shadow banning is, uh, some of his tweets don't get out there, don't get released. Some of his tweets don't get pushed. So let's say I subscribe to Trump and he tweets something, a shadow ban would make it. I would never see that tweet unless I actually went out and looked for it. They changed the terms of service several times, all because of Trump, all because of the purpose of banning Trump. And big and big activists like Michelle Obama and the ADL were pressuring Twitter to actually go out and um, ban Trump. I mean, I mean, 
just go out and ban him. Get rid of him. They, they were calling him a monster. They were doing all sorts of things. So this was definitely... This was definitely an attack on Trump. There was no question. It was definitely out there to manipulate the to manipulate the election. And them banning Trump was done primarily was not because of January 6th. It was done primarily just to get him get him away, get rid of him. All of this stuff they had been doing well before January 6th. So they can't sit back and say, "Oh, January 6th." Now, here here's the kicker. These things keep coming up and everything, and we thought this has been, all, all that has been done is this has been proven true. We all thought Twitter was doing this. We all thought Facebook was doing this. Mark Zuckerberg admitted the FBI was talking to, uh, was talking to Facebook, and now we know that the FBI was also talking to Twitter. So what does this mean? Nothing. None of this stuff is illegal. The company can do it. No one is going to jail over this. This is what a lot of people are screaming about on Twitter. The only one who's not screaming, no one's going to go to about people going to jail over this whole thing is Elon Musk. Because Elon Musk knows this nothing's illegal happened here. There's there's nothing wrong with this. Okay, it's it's unethical. It's immoral. It did influence the election. Maybe these platforms will have some of their regulation have uh, more regulations uh, put on them, and their privilege taken away. Privilege is taken away, but that's about all I can see right now. Now, will Democrat, will Republicans in the House sit back and investigate this? I mean, I probably would a little bit, but I, I, I really don't think. I think what, what Musk is doing right now really has more effect than, let's say, an investigation that's, by the way, going to lead to nothing. None of This is going to lead to absolutely nothing. Now, could there be some trouble? Yes. Uh, Jack Dorsey could be in trouble. Jack Dorsey was caught lying in front of Congress. He said that there was no shadow banning going on and that uh, this whole thing with Trump was January 6th. Well, this does prove that no, he was working on getting rid of Trump too, and and there was shadow banning going on. But he can always just say, "Hey, I didn't know uh, this." Yule Roth, which is the guy who really seemed to be hot to to blow Trump up, it could be he had just said that guy ran it. I I have no idea, and that's it. So I I'm not sure an investigation is going to make anything better. So I I would not waste the time. I would rather them go after the border crisis, them go after the Hunter Biden laptop. That I do think is important. And I think that's important because it might show corruption in the Biden administration. I know Democrats are saying, no, that's not important. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of is. If he's taking money from China and Ukraine, that would kind of explain why we're giving Ukraine a billion, uh, $100 billion. So, yes, I do think it's kind of important. But we'll have to see. Uh Another dump is I, another dump is coming up, and the next one, from my understanding, is going to be about the COVID lies and the shadow banning of COVID. That should that could be very interesting. Okay, a bit in, in huge news uh, this weekend. Uh, the terrorist responsible for the Lockerbie bombing 
1998 or 1988 is finally being released from a Libyan prison and being sent to the United States. Now, you, a lot of you, I don't know if you're younger or I got an old, older group here, but uh, the Lockerbie, the Lockerbie bombing was a Pan Am jet. Uh, Pan Am Flight 103 was brought down on December 21st, uh, 1988, by a bomb being placed in the cargo hold. Uh, two people were, two people were involved. Actually, I think three people were involved, but uh, two are dead. So let, let's let's according to the Daily Wire, let's read about it. A Libyan man suspected of making the bomb that took down a commercial flight over Lockerbie, Scotland, in 1988, killing 270 people, is in U.S. custody after more than three decades. Authorities said Sunday. Details, detail, okay, I'm going to butcher this name, so excuse me. Details involving Abu Aguila Mohammed Masoud Ker al-Marimi's handover by Libyan officials were not divulged, but he is due here in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia as early as next week. Some 190 of the victims were American. So let, let's just give you kind of a, a little bit about the story. Like I said, this happened in Scotland, uh, a flight that was going from Scotland to JFK in New York. It was a Pan Am flight. The guy snuck in a bomb inside of a suitcase that was put into the cargo hold. It is still to this day one of uh, Great Britain's United Kingdom's biggest terrorist attack on their soil. Uh, among the the 230 uh, among the 190 Americans that died 35 were students that were studying abroad from Syracuse University now what was really messed up about this Masood was a was a Libyan intelligence officer he worked directly for Marmar Gaddafi at the time Gaddafi in 2003 agreed to pay the victim's family 2.7 billion dollars but I don't think he had to admit guilt on this. One of the things that uh, they did, I think this was in 2003, this was uh, Bush. They agreed to take Libya off of the terrorist watch list. And it is also one of the reasons why Libya never got a nuclear weapon was because of that deal back in 2003. Um, Massoud has been linked to a 1986 bombing in Berlin. So this is not his first go-around. That bombing killed three people. Uh, he And he worked with, the one that he did work with that they're absolutely sure of was a Lib, another Libyan intelligence officer, Abel Besset al-Maghari. God, you know, these, these names are incredible. Um, he was in, convicted in 2001 and sentenced to prison for 25, for 27 years. Uh, he ended up getting cancer, terminal cancer, and they released him. The United States was pissed about that. I don't know if you remember that, but the United States was furious that this guy only served something like seven years of his prison sentence and then got released and sent back to Libya because he was dying of cancer. He ended up dying three years later, but still, he should just kept to rot in that prison. Well, this is this is great news. Good, we're gonna get him back. Um, he's gonna spend the rest of his life, hopefully, in uh, one of the supermaxes in Colorado. Let him sit there. Let him rot. 
they they are going into the DC the court in Washington DC so hopefully he doesn't get a $7500 bail and is released on the same day you can never tell with the courts in Washington DC but this is a good thing I'm glad we got him I'm glad they didn't just let him go that seems to be something that pretty commonly happens these days all right so let's take a look this is something that I, I, I have preached about, and I'm going to preach about it again. So there's this reality star named Daniel Holmes. He's in, he's in trouble. Good news is I don't think he cares. He stars in a rea- the show called Married at First Sight. Never heard of it. He's a personal trainer. I, I guess he's a personal trainer for the stars. Now, I do want to point out, before we make this guy into a complete hero... He did have a steroid addiction that he had to get rid of. If you see the guy, he's ripped up and down. The steroid addiction is going to become a thing later. Well, what he did was he was walking through a sports store. And he saw, he posted a picture on Instagram with a bunch of overweight mannequins modeling plus-size Nike workout clothing. And then he put in the post... Quote, those that say this is empowering are completely delusional. It's promoting early death. There is no power in that. So basically, he saw all of the workout clothes for all the fat, all the fat mannequins, and he said, hey, this is crap. We shouldn't be promoting this. Of course, he was lambasted online. People said that he was body shaming. One person even made a comment about a steroid addiction, which personally I think is dirty pool because the guy admitted he had a steroid addiction, admitted he needed to get help to get off of it and and start doing his workouts on his own. So I think that's kind of cheap. But that's what these people do. So he he went out and he posted another one. He said he was completely taken out of context. So this is what he said. Well, not only... He he said it was taken out of context and then he wrote a four-paragraph note on why it was taken out of context, and he didn't apologize, he doubled down on it. So let, let's, let's read what he said. He said this, quote, I've done a bit of a scan of all these crazy, crazy DMs, direct messages, and got a bit of an overview of what people are saying. And what people were saying was, quote, what are people supposed to wear if they go to the gym if they can't promote overweight activewear, end quote. Hey, clothes, it's just a gym. It's just a bunch of metal objects that you pick up. You don't necessarily need to wear a particular brand of clothing to do that. That's not the issue. It's when the brands start to cater to unhealthy body types. My concern is where does that lead? I understand it is quite difficult to lose weight. The steps in order to do it are relatively simple, but to execute it is pretty difficult. I worked in the fitness industry for close to 10 years, and it isn't a new subject for me. When we have brands that essentially promote the idea to make money, yes, I have an issue with that. You know what? He's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. And by the way, I never took I never took what he said was as body shaming. He just said he said it right there. This is this is nothing you should be promoting. This is coming in as an early death. And he's absolutely correct. We've gone absolutely crazy in this, in this world these days. 
where we can look at someone who is overweight and think, hey, that's great. Okay, so I'm glad he's calling out. I got two things with this story. I'm glad he's calling out the body positivity movement because I think, you know something? There's a reason, there's no reason to be ashamed of one's body, even if one is not overweight or, or one is overweight, but that doesn't mean you don't have room to improve. Okay, you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself, but you should want to improve yourself. There is nothing beneficial about being overweight. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I'm sorry. Lizzo can walk around in her damn thongs all she wants. She is disgusting to me. She is overweight, morbidly overweight. And just remember this. You, you can quote me on this. In five years, six years, when she's dead because she had a heart attack, which is coming because she eats... I was watching a video of her, uh, one of her music videos in the gym, and she's eating pizza in the music video. How a pizza belongs in a music video, I don't know, except she's just promoting this body positivity movement. Well, I can news you, she doesn't look good. I don't want to see her in thongs. She's a disgusting human being. It's extremely unhealthy. Diabetes, heart disease, stroke risk... Um, uh, uh, high cholesterol. There, I mean, there's so many reasons why one would... I mean, just simply your joints can't handle it. There are so many reasons why to lose weight. And, you know, I said I don't body shame. That's not true. I body shame all the time. I body shame every day. I body, sh I body shame myself. I trek my ass to the gym... Almost every day, I'm always doing something because I don't want to be fat, because I feel frumpy, because I like to eat. So I do body shame. I body shame myself. And the other thing, I, I, I'm really happy, he called out Nike. He specifically called out Nike. This is why I think people took this out of context. He thought he was body... No, he was calling out Nike. Specifically Nike. Now, Nike, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the worst corporations in America. It's what it's it's the type of corporations that gives other corporations a bad name. They're as bad, if not worse, than Disney or Apple. They make their shoes in China using slave labor and then turn around and sell those shoes to you for two hundred, three hundred dollars. They have been caught saying that they are a Chinese company, that they are so tight in bed with China. Which is going to be very interesting because the lockdowns and the protests in China don't expect to be buying Nikes during Christmas because they're not coming here. They just don't. Ha they have nothing. They you think we have problems in this country? China's got them far worse than we do. They're they're woke as sin. They won't call. They won't. They will blame America for absolutely everything, but refuse to call out China for their crap. And they're one of the biggest reasons why the NBA won't come to, didn't come to Hong Kong's defense and won't come to Taiwan's defense when China decided to take over those places. It's a horrid company. And they're so woke, they do promote that crap. And they don't promote that crap because they believe it. They promote that crap because they want to make money. It's a money machine. That's all this company is. Oh, all right. Oh, you just got me all worked up and stuff. Sorry about that. All right, let's take a look. Oh, this is a great story. This is how you counter companies like Nike. 
How? You create your weak uh, conservatives or someone who, you know, you don't even have to be conservative, right? You don't have to be conservative. You just don't have to be so overtly political. I am so tired of watching ESPN and I've got to listen to 30 minutes of Sports Center and 15 minutes is, are them preaching to me about politics and all that crap. You know, you don't have to be so overtly political. Just be quiet. Give me one. Give me the damn sports scores. And and move on. I don't want to hear your opinion about abortion. I don't want to hear your opinion about sexism and racism. I, I don't want to. That's not what you're getting paid for. They're doing it in all the sports now. They're doing it in hockey for Christ's sake. Hockey. Hockey's got to be one of the most male-only, conservative, alpha male sports out there. And they're doing that now in hockey. By the way, great story. They just had their, uh, the NHL just had their first trans tournament, hockey tournament, where they have trans men and trans women, which are just men who think they're women and women who think they're men. And they all went out and played. Well, no one watched it. It was terrible hockey. I, I saw some film of it. And some chick who thought she was a man got lit up, and apparently she's still in the hospital. So you you go you go figure where that is. So apparently that that didn't work out for the NHL. But what we're going to need to do is create alternatives, all right, and, and for us. So for example, in my life right now, I, I don't have a choice. If I want to bank, I have to bank with a woke company, a woke bank. If I want, I mean, there are ways to get around that. But if I want a credit card, Visa, MasterCard, I mean, everybody is woke. Well, here's here's something that's great. These are the alternatives that we need to create. So according to the Daily Wire, and I know, you, I know you're not going to hear much about this. You might hear a little bit about it on Fox News. But this is not something that's really getting talked about. So according to Daily Wire... Country music legend John Rich, conservative commentator Larry Elder, and retired neurosurgeon Dr. Ben Carson purchased a bank in order to promote American values and oppose cancel culture in the financial system. The three co-founders and stockholders cleared regulatory hurdles to acquire First State Bank of Elmore City, Oklahoma, the state's first and oldest bank and will name, rename the financial institution Old Glory Bank. According to a press release, the company will, quote, never, never cancel law-abiding customers for their beliefs or for exercising their lawful rights of free speech. Now, some things about this story. So th there's more to it. Um, there is another investor, a former Fox uh, News uh, president and co-president, uh, William Shine, he will also be invest investing into this bank. And by the way, John Rich, extremely conservative. Ben Carson, extremely conservative. Larry Elder, extremely conservative. So this is going to be one of these banks. And basically what it's going to be about, it's going to be, okay, you believe what you want to believe. That's fine. That's all we want. Just don't force your crap on me. Okay, so John Rich said, uh, quote, it's been dismaying to see the political weaponization of the financial system. Old Glory Bank was created to be a full banking solution for folks who still believe in freedom and the greatness of America. End quote. 
Well, see, even that, I, I don't think that's necessary. You, you don't have to say that. We already know America's great. Just tell us we can go use your bank. And I, I hope to God this bank goes public. I would, uh, goes cross, inter, uh, goes national. I would love to bank at a place like that. Uh, ben Carson said, quote, Old Glory Bank will serve lower and middle income Americans and those Americans that other banks have marginalized and ignored. Hardworking patriots who keep this country running every day. They also are going to go out there and really make an impact in the community. Every transaction where you use their, their finan financial, they'll round up to the nearest dollar. And then you can determine which, uh, with whatever, however many cents are left, you can determine which charity you want the bank to donate to. That's pretty cool. They will be backed by the FIDC or FDIC, I don't know, whichever it is. Um, the, the kicker is, this is where the big problem is, this is in response to people deplatforming, companies deplatforming because they, like they don't like your politics. Okay, PayPal. PayPal said they would charge you $2,500 if you said something or spread misinformation, whatever that is. And of course, they pulled that back because people started canceling their. And that's going to be the way things work. We're just going to have to start. I canceled. I canceled PayPal. I'm not dealing with PayPal. Screw them. I don't want. I need. I don't need this private company in my bank account taking away my money because you don't like what I said. You've got Amazon, Twitter, and Facebook. They've sanctioned obviously conservatives. GoFundMe seized during the um, trucker protests in Canada. GoFundMe seized all the money that was being collected. Google is messing with search results. I don't even use Google anymore. I just go use DuckDuckGo. Try that. That's a great search engine. It's exactly like Google, except it doesn't filter anything. Try, top, top, talking, try typing, should abortion be illegal on Google and type the same thing on DuckDuckGo. And you'll get completely different results. Companies like American Express, Visa, MasterCard are reclassifying gun purchases. We talked about that a couple of months ago because they want to know who's buying guns. And to tell you something, it's probably going to be because eventually they're going to ban you from buying guns. You, you're not going to be able to use a Visa, a MasterCard, or an Amex at a gun store. And we're already seeing that with some of the smaller cards. So this is a real problem. Um, I hope this bank, like I said, I hope this bank goes national. I would really like to see this everywhere. I'd love to move my money into another bank like this. This is, this is how we will counter the woke companies. This is the only way we're going to be able to counter the woke companies. Is to not use them and create an alternative economy if we have to create alternative markets the daily wire is wonderful at that the daily wire for example started out as a news website then they went into podcasting then they went into movies now they're into documentaries now they're making children's content they opened a, a book they opened a book company where you can actually publish conservative books my God, they created a razor company. 
because one razor company that used to sponsor them decided they didn't want to sponsor them anymore because one of their their broadcasters said that men can't be women and women can't be men. And that, that razor company, Harry's Razors is what the, the company is called, or the company that, that complained and left them. Harry's Razors was the one that did that. And and so what did what did they do? They cre- they created a company called Jeremy's Razors, and now they're they're making millions on it. And that's been less than six months. This is what we need to do. I mean, you had Walmart for a long time was a very conservative company. Company Chick Fil A. Shop I shop at those companies. Of course, Walmart's kind of gotten a little bit more woke lately, but. That's what we need to do. And people, again, it takes money. It takes time. It's not something that can be done right away. But I think if we can create our own financial institutions, and like I said, it doesn't need to be a conservative financial institution, just an institution that lets me live, lets me do whatever I want to do. Don't Doesn't try and, like Bank of America, they sit there and they, they, they're so woke. They'll will give you, they won't, they won't tell you, or um, let me see if I can say it in English. They want to tell you what to do with your money. You're a bank. You're there to hold it. You're there to be neutral. You're there to take care of money. That's my money. That's all you're there for. Nothing else. Make sure it doesn't get stolen. Okay. Well, so uh, not a lot of real news. But uh, it looks like we're done for the day. I mean, of course, there's not a lot of real news because Joe Biden is going to Joe Biden is going over to Delaware every weekend. And I don't know, I guess they stick him in his crypt and he spends the weekend in there. So he doesn't say anything. He didn't even mention anything about the Lockerbie bombing suspect, which is amazing. And it's going to be interesting what he says about that, because it's been shown that Middle Eastern governments including Libya and Iran, have, were involved in this bombing. So I'm going to get curious to see what he's got to say, but he hasn't said anything so far. They're probably just opening the coffin right now. Okay, you have a great day. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>